Hey, everybody. It's Dead Air Records. We're out here on Podcast Thursday. This week, we're talking about Blondie's Heart of Glass. It comes off of the album Parallel Lines. Um, really cool song. Some really funky things in it. We have a really good time talking about it. Got all sorts of weird 7-4 time signatures. C-sharp minor major parallelism deception it's it's a it's a fun little it's a fun little like thought experiment as always hit us up if you've got any requests hit us up tell us what you think we're looking to try to start really discussing some of these things with the people listening to us uh shoot us an email deadairrecords at gmail uh we're also on twitter and instagram follow us at deadairrecords we're always looking to connect and make new little internet buddies um and send us your tracks we're always looking to feature guests every wednesday um so check it out throw us your music we want to hear it a lot um hope everybody had a fun little christmas happy holiday looking forward to the new year this is the last podcast of 2017 so enjoy it enjoy it while it lasts i hope everybody starts out the new year strong stay tough everybody um dead air records out enjoy the episode bye billions hi billions we're out here here we are we're about to do another hit disciple have you ever heard of that me you yeah i've heard of it yeah me too Hit disciples. It's, uh, it's, are we disciples of hits? We're trying to be. We are trying to figure out what makes hits hit me so hard every night before I go to bed and why I wake up with all these bruises every morning. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's it's podcast Thursday when we release this. Um, ooh, if, if we do this, it's just been Christmas. So happy Christmas, y'all. We should have done a Christmas song. Oh fuck it. Anyways, we're um, oh the weather outside, dude. I I sat in a I sat in. We could a, do why that song is so that one song is so rapey. It's the super rapey song. The I, he sees you when you're no, sleeping. No, no, not that one, the, dude. There's um, so many rapey Christmas songs. The I really can't stay, baby. It's cold outside. My mother will start. To worry. Come home with I me. sat in an IHOP for about two hours yesterday listening to only Christmas songs, and by the end of it, I wanted to like either cry or slip my wrist <laughs> with the pancake knife. <laughs> Hell yeah. It was crazy. Um, so yeah, we're, 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 out, we're out here. We're going to do another Hit Disciple, so welcome back. Um, Today we're doing... We're, uh, doing, we're doing Blondie. Um, Leo has... Picked now three songs from like anonymous. Pied. Oh, bleep that out really loud <laughs> when when you go back. You should just put that in there. Thanks. Uh, yeah, more work for you. Anyway, uh, um, Leo has picked out three songs now from 1978 to 1983. This is that we had. What becomes of the broken hearted? We had automatic, and now we have this. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering. I'm starting to wonder what was happening for you in 1978. Um, what made this time so good for you? The as fact a, as that a young... I feel like the risk is lower for it being <laughs> taken down. <laughs> I feel like less people care about making royalties from a song they wrote 50 years ago. Or Blondie's are still dead. out there, dude. I saw Blondie in a concert when I was like 
19 or something. It was weird. She was so old. And she was just up on stage doing, like, all her fucking hits. She did, like, this song. She did fucking... Uh, What's the other shit that... I'm what's Blue, Abadi Abadai. <laughs> no, what's the... This whole fucking album. So Parallel Lines came out in 78. Parallel Lines came out and just had like so many hits. Hanging on the telephone one way or another. Uh, yeah, this is... We're, gonna, we're doing Heart of Glass right now because it's my favorite. But like one way or another is just like timeless. Like I feel like kids today know that did song. Did she write that song? I thought that was a song before she made it. I don't know who wrote that song. I One way or like another. It's an older song. Is, is it not a cover? No, it's it's by Blondie. Oh wow! One way or another. That's a great song. Gucci 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 Gang Gucci Gang. All right. So Heart of Glass. I I particularly want to do this song just off at the preface of this one because Blondie's Blondie's cool. I I I truly. Uh, will will vouch for Blondie. I think our, being an all right first person, fellow white person to start with. Oh yeah, I think I think this is our first all American whitey that we're <laughs> we're doing a song for. So uh, we got to be extra hard. Yeah, we're gonna be extra hard on Blondie. But we like Blondie. We've got a soft spot for Blondie yeah, making an you, ass of you, herself. You like Blondie. You like the song. We were just talking about this. She I like the she did a song. she liked she liked uh, the early days of hip hop and made a. Uh, <laughs> Made a fool of herself <laughs> doing a hip hop song that I think had a. Who's that one? Um, oh fuck! I'm gonna be dumb now. Who's the Who's the fucking like '80s New York pop artist dude? Keith. Black guy, black homeless yeah. guy, uh, who like got super super popular and then died really young. You know who I'm talking about? Um, oh fucking yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, New York guy. Yeah, um, showing showing our our amazing grasp of all art other than music. Where's Marina when we need her? What the fuck is her? his name? Uh, this is a great part of of the podcast right now. Uh, his name is Basquiat. I think Basquiat <laughs> was in uh, was in uh, the music video for for that one Blondie song where she tries to do a hip-hop cover. Anyways, we, we I, I, I like her particularly just because I feel like she was an early person that was kind of experimenting in other like genres and not really afraid, afraid to make an idiot of herself, which she pretty much did in that song. She did, and I kind of wish she hadn't. Yeah? <laughs> sure. I mean, like, did it... I don't know for sure if that was, like, really a positive thing and not an appropriative thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Just I mean, saying, it I've, didn't go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> she, it just flopped. So, right. like, whatever it was, it. Uh, I'll I'll figure out the name of that song and tell y'all to go listen to it by the end of this. But we're doing Heart of Glass now because it's one of my just, one of my favorite songs of hers because particularly it's got this really weird rhythm stuff going on in it that I want to point da, out da, to you. Da, 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 da. Um, no, a different part. But anyways, let's start. Let's start as we always do with a. Uh, Pushing the pushing the limit on ourselves getting taken down and listen to the whole song from start to finish. I'm gonna hold my breath with our whole audience here. So this is uh, Blondie. Parallel lines is the album. Heart of glass. Enjoy everybody. He's already dead at taking notes. <laughs> Yeah. 
you have any free word association? Free word association. Um, or thoughts? Yeah, first impressions on first impressions on the song. Uh, I hear. Um, I've always thought this song was like weirdly jarring for a pop song, right? It's got some. It's got some shit in it that like kind of disturbs me every time she just asks me a question with the mic off uh that always kind of yeah it kind of like whenever i listen to this song there's a couple things that always just stick out and annoy me every time but i still like it a lot which is a weird feeling because i feel like usually like a hit pop song is supposed to just like you're not supposed to think about it really like nothing's supposed to pop out at you as like uh, right. it's, it's all like smoothed over. And, yeah, like, and, and if there are weird things, to everybody. if there are weird things in it, it like, it it does them so like deftly that you don't even notice they're weird. Whereas this song has some pretty like jarring moments to me in it. Um, yeah. Other first impressions, like, uh, I don't know. I, I I think of I think of like two voices, Debbie Harry having like like two tones in her voice in this song, right? That always sticks out to me when I hear it. Is this like, (laughs) and then she like drops down into this like kind of like more harsh sound afterwards. I I mean, like that's like her like head voice and her normal voice. Right. Presumably. But it's still, it's still odd for that to be the first thing to hear. It's also like the most striking thing to me in this song is always that like the vote, the voice comes in on like a D or like an F or or like a C sharp. Right. Like if we're in E major for, for all those out there, I always think that everything is a half step (laughs) higher than it is because our piano has never been. Sean, Sean with perfect pitch has had it slowly (laughs) corrupted over years of playing an out of tune piano. It's true. So now everything I I think is like a key higher than it is, but right. What are your, um, what are your first impressions? That, um, yeah, like that, that it comes in with the six and that like, it's like a, an alter kind of voice that we're not expecting. It's not like full voice. Right. And it's made very clear. Like there's like something deceptive, both in the tone of the voice. You're talking and, about. Yeah. And in the note that she's singing particular. Right. And especially when it, when it goes to resolve in the second part of the phrase to the major six. Yeah. Da, ba, I never knew. Da, I never knew da, that that was, I would say it like that was a jarring thing that I never understood. And until it's like we a just very catchy. It. Very, yeah. very catchy, so weird harmony. We'll, we'll get into this when we like do our quick breakdown of this. This song won't take very long to break down because yeah, there's it, not it, a lot going on. My first, my immediate thoughts after listening are just like, it reminds me how much more there is to a song than just the chords or like just right. like the literal music. Like, like, um, like we've spent a long time taking a look at like Motown hits and stuff, mm-hmm. which took us like over an hour to get down all on paper. Yeah. But we have like, for, for those of you out there that like don't know what harmonic, like, or like doing like figuring out the chords to a song yeah. does, like it means that like when, once you know the chords and like when the chords change, yeah. you can presumably like replay the song for yourself or right. like sit there and play along. And be like accurate enough to yeah. go unnoticed, right? Yeah, like, like uh, the purpose of our like analyses is basically just kind of like a cheat sheet for people to be able to play along with right. if they wanted to. Um, and and I think that it would be cool also in the future. I want to figure out a way to translate these to people who don't know how to read music and like in a way that they can understand too. So if anybody out there is listening 
that like doesn't read music but wants to learn how to play like knows like their notes i guess yeah right like we could just put like c sharp chord or like yeah. e major chord um yeah. any other like, first, anyway, first thoughts yeah like like um just the i mean obviously like the seven eight part is freaky right yeah da 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 da. Right. right? Is that what it is? We're gonna. I'm, I want to um, talk a lot about that when but, we get to it. But um, and and there's a lot in this song that I feel like it must have been some some nerdy composer on deck in the studio being like, like this song is so catchy. We can we can make it like it's the weirdest instance where the song is already so naturally catchy that we can make it even more catchy by adding something like unexpected and jagged in it. Right? right and like jarring like like the beat is catchy the chord changes all of the numbers check out as far as like phrase lengths and stuff like that yeah to the point where it's just like a kind of perfectly recipe out pop song and like i feel like without some of the like without the weird chord and without the seven eight part like we probably wouldn't be talking about this song and it's not it's not because those are the most like those are the parts that matter yeah. As much as it's just the parts that probably like set it apart from all the millions of other songs it could have been. Yeah. No. So we both we both first impressions for both of us I think are pretty similar with this song, which is we picked this one because it's like <laughs> cool. We picked this one because it's like very very catchy and very very popular and everybody knows it and it also has some weird shit in it but only really two two weird things yeah well let's 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 get into it let's, i mean there's let's a start... kind of there's a ladder of subtlety i feel like yeah um i want to let's what like the most obviously well first let's just talk about the chords really quick the, the yeah. verse there's only two parts to this whole song or three if you count the seven eight part yeah let's uh let's let's break down what we're talking about here so, so i think we've got like we have an introduction we've got a pointer sisters-esque introduction of like synthy boops and beeps which i kind of and like drum machine is, potentially, a, is, or a, or nice is it a real drums and then... no i think it's a drum machine let's listen oh and this like quarter tone like when it comes in, this this kind of got me when it started. Like the the note that do you hear like the pitch that this little like woodblock synth is at? That thing. Play it again. Take off your headphones for a sec. Do you hear that? Yeah, I mean, I don't hear I don't hear it as specifically as like it's a quarter tone off of something, but like I hear that it doesn't fit when the chord it's comes It's like in. a G almost sharp. Yeah. Like, where's your little keyboard? It's like a little bit sharper than that. It's like, play it again. Play it from the beginning. It's, it's, uh, it's there, I swear. So this gets back to what we were talking about in Pointer Sisters, which is like there's this this new like electronic music kind of thing that's happening is allowing some like maybe maybe intentional, but also just maybe like not quite knowing like what what sound like maybe it just like wasn't registering yet totally that like you were working with like totally pitched 
like semi-pitched quarter tony like electronic drum machines i guess but i mean like that shit caught that that shit like I don't. Th- I don't think is as subtle as like as people think of it. I, I guess if you're using like a full big speaker, like an auditorium, it's probably. I don't know. Like it's different than just listening here and like really trying to listen in. People don't usually probably listen back to that part to double check. Yeah. That no, that's sound. what I'm saying. Is like I. Um, but you... like, but, but all in all, yeah. Like talking again about how like like electronic drums become more obviously not drums yeah they're like based on real drums yeah and and but this is still kind of like a weird middle this is before like the 808 and before electronic drum kits really take off in the 80s yeah and but this this woodblock sound is like just a very piercing kind of half and half a note off yeah like like it, it um we come in an E major and it's like a note that's in between G and G sharp. So yeah, it's like, which gives you that kind of bluesy weird. Yeah. Sound yeah. Which like, is again, we saw like how like people would detune stuff to make it sound less electronic in, in the pointer sisters. Right. Like with like the little, the, the wee 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 kind oh, of yeah, the yeah, laser yeah, the, sounds yep. like the, the, mo- the little joystick sounds. Um, and yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know if this was a conscious choice, and it's probably not really possible to know at this point. Sure, but it, it is something. So we've got we've got this weird little intro. How many measures of that? I I, God, four. I talked about that for way too long. Um, <laughs> no, I mean it's 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 a trend, and it's important to like notice that is that like songs in like the late seventies and eighties. One of the tropes of them seemed to be having these like goofy, weird, like bare bones minimalist drum intros that right. kind of stay like throughout feature the, track. the latest technology or yeah whatever. it's like it's like here's the beat it gives you a second to adjust to what song it's gonna be it, it's like totally different too than from like it's like real ass drum machines nowadays like every every measure of like a drum beat and typical drum beat that you hear on the radio is like not repeated over and over again you yeah. know it like slowly changes and evolves but like this is really the day where it was just like an on and off switch yeah you for, just turn this like, this thing lasts for the whole song and goes throughout yeah. unless they turn it off and then turn it right. back on um yeah like they don't change this up this is through, <laughs> like i can't even say that with like confidence because i don't remember after having just heard the song but i yeah. bet it doesn't change for the we'll whole see. song um but it's also, I think that's a nice point too, is it like gives you a, like it gives the listener or like the audience or whoever's going to be playing it like a moment to like readjust, right? Yeah. If you're just coming off of some other pop like hit of Blondie's and then like the song ends and everybody claps, they turn on this really quiet like, and everybody in the audience has that chance to like, Re- realize oh what song god. yeah you've got this moment to be like oh my god she's playing heart of glass now that's my favorite song and I like married my son to that <laughs> song and uh yeah it's kind of this hype up like four bar intro that like you didn't have that in like those motown songs you had like these big orchestral intros or bum, like bum, bum, yeah i mean bum, it was different it bum, was a different bum, vibe yeah. it was like a it was like a curtain rising here's yeah, the big true. deal that's about to happen and this one's yeah. just this like very low-key like yeah it's about to start yeah i don't know i like it anyways we're dropped like right in let's listen to this beginning again i think we're dropped in with like the full orchestration for the song which is like guitar bass 
uh, singer? I don't know what... Wait, go backwards really quick, because there's something else that we're not talking about, which is the rhythm of the woodblock. This is a very standard, like, West, like West Indian clave. Yeah? Yep. That in its reverse. Okay. Which I've have low key been noticing in a lot of the songs that we've been doing. Yeah. I, I feel like they're not as much of a talking point to our probably like mainly like white and nerdy <laughs> client clientele. Yeah. Um, but like there is a lot of like of like West West Indian and Caribbean like rhythms in pop music and has been for like a long time. Like things as simple as like Da da like that was not invented by by white people. <laughs> that we didn't like take that from Europe. You know, yeah, what I mean? that's not like, that's not. It or, doesn't trace its roots back yeah, to Beethoven. <laughs> or like the yeah, or like the incredibly fat rhythms and like lay, laying over of drums and stuff like that. Like yeah. that doesn't come from us. Yeah, and like it's in, like and when like you see that shit on on the radio, I feel like it's important to recognize like. If, if it's like Justin Bieber being like mixed by DJ Khaled in that horrible song or whatever, <laughs> right? I mean, like there are stratifications of those basic rhythms, just like there are like stratifications of these basic chords. Yeah. Like, like anyway, dot, 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 or one, two, three, 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 four, one, two, three, one, right? Yep. Here it is. We've got E major. And it sounds like a bum 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 bum. E F B E. Yeah. So we hear the first thing we can really hook onto is this E major pulsing thing and the bass line. Bum 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 bum. Um. So we've got another four bars of that, just kind of bass guitar. What do you think the tempo of this is? What do you mean, like the beats per minute? Yeah. What would like your estimate be? You're a metronome man. Like my so. Uh, I don't know, like 110 or something. Yeah. Seems like a boring game to try to play. <laughs> no, I feel like tempos are important. Okay. Why are tempos not important? No, Where's sure your beat are. maker? That's right here. Okay. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, I'd say 110. Let's see how close we are. Oh my god. <laughs> that's the beat that's the beat that you gave me. Wait, can you play it with the song? Nice. Mr. Metronome Man over Mr. here. Mr. Mr. Accompanist Metronome Man getting the fucking beat down to a goddamn second. Okay, so we've so got at, like, four bars of drums. We're about a f- 110 beats per minute. Nice nice kind of steady yeah. song, not too pepped up, not and too slow. It's straighter than that. That's what it is. Play yeah. it one more time. So we got Okay, so singer comes Big in. Big nasally singer, yes. 
Blondie herself <laughs> shows up in bar, I don't know, or at nine or whatever. And yeah, this is our first moment of of kind of weirdness, right? Because she's got that, what'd you call it? The head voice? Is that the technical term? Yeah, like her falsetto or oh, like her... Uh, so if you want to, I think you have like, you have your larynx and your cricothyroid that you sing out of and your cricothyroid is like this and your larynx are like this. Mm-hmm. So she comes in on a C sharp. Yeah, so we've got this After E major we've chord. Just had e- Back to, okay, I feel like we need to just call this out f- for for what it is. It's just that every goddamn song I think we've done has a major chord with the sharp six somewhere in it. The sharp it's just six? like the, the you major mean like chord. The, nor- the normal six? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I feel, yeah. So we've got the major chord, the one chord, uh-huh. and then the sixth note of the it's scale. It's like the pentatonic, added. yeah. It's plus the pentatonic. Bum, bum, plus with the F sharp and the bass. Uh huh. It's all pentatonic. So. What that's called sometimes called like the added six chord in like jazz. Sometimes like in if you want to get technical in classical music, it's like technically sometimes a six chord with an added seventh in like second and first inversion. Yeah. But like regardless of what you call it, shit is everywhere Everywhere. in every pop song. And that's interesting why, because it it adds it adds um it 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 clouds the the tone it clouds yeah. the t- i would feel like so it's if a you palette just cleanser playing, against like really really direct tonality yeah if you're playing wet, a very way. a very standard kind of classical major chord we're happy uh-huh. we're doing major chord and then like minor chord we're doing sad <laughs> oh, we're in minor chord it. now i'm back to major chord and then like what pop songs do i'm feeling like more and more is try to get rid of some of that like the certainty yeah, of the major by adding minor. instead of just having this major tonality by itself they add this c sharp or whatever uh-huh. the sixth tone of the scale and it turns into it turns into this this messy end chord the messy end chord you held it up and played it for so long in one of our episodes <laughs> and it's got this sound that just it's not really totally happy it's not really like a bummer. It's not got that like it's strong like direct. It's got this. Yeah, it's really it's smooth like, sounding. It's just like calming. Yeah, it doesn't um, really. It doesn't really elicit like a very direct response. Like you can use it in so many contexts. This this reminds me kind of of like this this Bernstein speech on like the Nor- or the Harvard lectures oh, yeah. about about the pentatonic scale. Yeah. And, do you do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. I watched all this. Okay, yeah. Um, for those not in the incredibly lucky, no. Those those videos those I would videos have to cool. shout out. Like even for people who don't know classical music that well, the those Leonard are actually Bernstein, kind of fun to yeah. watch. There's a, it's called like the Harvard Talks, and it's like a the six Harvard part lectures, yeah. six part series where he really like gets nitty gritty with just Put like in an very approachable basic way. He was approachable re- music. He was shit. the great communicator. He was um, the great boy those, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> they all were the great boy fuckers. Anyways, um, uh, the penitent. James Levine. James Levine is now a boy f- or well, has been. Forever. I feel like I heard about that when I was like 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 seven years ago. Getting into the classical music gossip. Okay. What were you saying about the um, pentatonic? He talks about the oh, pentatonic. Yeah, he talks about it just as being like a worldwide scale. That like yeah. has seems to have no the pentatonic like, for those listening is the five note major scale kind of 
Mm-hmm. Or if you, if you take you like all, all five the black of yeah. keys. And you can play, like, if you just kind of, like, copy and paste those five notes around. Um, thank you, Leo, for the beautiful example. Um, I'm here. I'm out here with my baby you keyboard. Pretty much have, you pretty much have, like, a good portion of what you hear, it seems like, on the radio for the last 30 or 40 years. Yeah. Um, Which is really interesting. It's I don't know why. Like, because Messian was really fucking pushing weird boundaries with that chord and inserting uh, it I mean, WC was using that chord. You can even talk about Beethoven no, using okay. that chord. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll restate I mean, it. That chord was kind of pushing boundaries with com- composers was using that chord to be kind of edgy right. in like the, the early 1900s and stuff yeah. to like make themselves sound like new and different and modern. They were also doing it at the beginning of the 1800s. And most of the shit that composers did to seem weird at the start of the 20th century died very quickly because nobody liked hearing it. But this thing for some I reason somehow like not only lived but became like the standard of pop which is crazy i think it's because it is a it's like hold on because does does blondie qualify as pop music in the sense that we've talked about it beforehand i feel like and out of all the songs we've done so far this song might be like the one with the most like yeah recognizable yeah yeah it might be the biggest hit I'm I'm now thinking back to some of the terms that we gave pop music mm-hmm. um, in in the genre episode, right? Um, and talking about how it's a genre that is not made up of like musical, um, like I don't know trends or whatever, but is like a monetary trend, yeah. Right. Um, I think that it has to do with like being a great cultural unifier sonically. Yeah. Like it has to, right? I mean, like, like yeah, since and that's pop, part of it like, is it inserts it inserts what people are most uh, willing to hear at the moment, right? And which like, is it like tries the most kind the, of basically familiar to everybody. It's Justin Bieber on the song, also with everybody's favorite rapper and Chance the Rapper coming in, and then like they all line up for the gun, yeah, for the hangman. Um, no, it's 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 inserting everything that art people are enjoying at the moment to hear. Right, but but I this is on like a bigger scale. This is like a a, a like a a musical soundbite that has not changed and does not change in our psyche at all. Right, like like yeah, this, this is chord's like, big. This chord is a deeper chord potentially than like major or minor chords because it's singular. Yeah. Because it doesn't have a flip or like a, a shadow. Yeah, like, it's no, just this chord like, and it takes up both spaces. Yeah, um, no, I mean, I feel like if you have to, if you teach, like, modern music theory, you've got, like, your major chords, your minor chords, and your, Your like, six chords. Your, your, your major six with the six I had. Anyways. So, we've got that chord, which is, of note, only that chord because of Blondie. Her note. Yeah, yeah, she comes that's in. That's why, that's like, it reminds me of Sam Adler always being like, don't give the money, no- don't double the money note in the orchestra. Right, we've got this kind of basic rhythm, or this basic chord that everybody knows for four bars. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, we've got, once I loved, it was a kid. Right, we've got the... Well, don't play it when sing it. Hold she's on. got the... Uh, <laughs> no, you didn't want a keyboard. You're done. Oh, um, we had a, we got the, we, she comes in with the money note, the money note that makes it, um, that makes it pleasing to everybody. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, let's keep going. Let's 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 work on it. So we've got our we've got basically two chords in this section, right? This is kind of our verse. We've got we have our, three chords, I guess. Let's keep going. So we've got our E E E. C sharp minor. Uh huh. C sharp minor again. E. One, one again. And a major C sharp. Major C sharp. Minor. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so that's a nice touch. Uh, we'll get into this later. Let's just flesh it out for right now. Um, uh, Once I'd love, but it was a gas. Soon found out how to hold a glass. It's so like. Is there something kind of like, like not only, not only in like the very basic, like rhythmic pulse, right? Mm-hmm. Bum bum. Yeah, there's bum, not any bum, fuckery bum, bum, with the rhythm bum, in this. Bum, it's just quarter Is there something kind of like nursery rhymeish feeling maybe about it? Like, like, and that's also kind of mimicked by like the, the obvious like youth that's associated with like. Yeah, and that it's like the same notes as like "Nana Nana Boo Boo" and like all of the rest of the kids' songs that are in the pentatonic scale. Yeah, um, I feel like this might have be like some part of what it means to have something that's catchy. Right, is that you is, have like very basic things surrounding you have the things catchy that part, like go back into your Freudian lizard brain. Yeah, um, it's also nice too. I feel like we don't we don't see a ton of songs that really. I mean. We'll talk about the 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 major six chord later because that's really kind of interesting. But at the essence of it, it's kind of just going from one chord to one other chord and then back to the first chord and like altering the mode a little bit. But it's got this like very just like black and white quality, you know? Yeah, black and white is the perfect way to describe this shit, man. Like it's like like very very uh, I don't know like binary in a yeah. lot of aspects like, like, and, like and pop songs generally like try to stay away from binary like the idea with a pop song is like you want to like start on your one go to something to like shake it up or something and then go to like a chord and then like go to a five and then back to one sounds like, like some kind of corral <laughs> like some kind of big progression or whatever that right. makes it more satisfying but this is much more this is like this reminds me this is almost like some impressionist shit right like with like we the, say that a lot <laughs> everything sounds like wc probably because of the six chord and not only that but because there's like the chords don't it's like philip glass chords like one and six don't dominate over each other they just like are right Exist next to each other next to each other yeah. right that's nice and there's something like kind of like i don't know if you're talking about a music that's supposed to unite people or like that that most of the people are supposed to like that appeals to most people like i feel like even in the pacing it's like looking at it on paper it's like one for one measure each each chord gets each chord gets one measure gets four beats yeah e, or like, e, e, like e, it's e, just e, like e sharp e c sharp tied c, over c sharp c c so sharp so it's like e. an e c sharp sandwich but like like <laughs> there's there's not really any dominance or fight it's just like they switch back and forth yeah and like i don't know the um the ease in which it goes into the major six is very chilling and creepy and awesome yeah. but but that's 
that's doable, I think, because it was already like an on and off switch. And then major and minor is also another on and off switch. Like, I don't know. Let's go. Let's keep going. We'll come back to this. Sharp minor, back to E major. <laughs> now we have an A major the whole chord. section. Don't we? A lot of E. Yeah, we oh. So if each one of these notes is a measure, mm-hmm. is this is that how many e, E's sharp, there are e, at the end? E, e sharp E E two three four. Yeah, I think there were. Let's listen to that one more time. But I think we get like our verse and then just like a four bar E major break, right? Yeah, that's kind of what it sounded like to me. Let's go through it one more time. So we got e, this is bar four five. C sharp major, C sharp minor, major, and now is it one, two, three, yeah, four. Oh shit, that's weird as hell. So we got three bars of E major. Technically, we have four bars of E major, but it just starts when this E major comes here. Yeah, right? but that doesn't that doesn't add up cuz like the verse is four right. bars. Yeah, no, we hear it very much as like three extra yeah. bars of E major, not it's, as four bars of E major. Which is weird. So we yeah, we've got like an uneven a asymmetrical little breakdown of just yeah. three so, bars of so E the, major. So the the time here. fuckery is already being started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The by just fuckery. a drone that goes on for an odd amount of for time. For way too long. <laughs> uh but enough be, but section. maybe it's because like I don't know fucking with the lengths of the phrases and like of the dead time or the dead, the dead air, so to speak. <gasps> dead air records. Um, so is this it? Uh, yeah, I think that looks right. Let's listen. This is the second verse now. Let's see if it does it again. C sharp minor. E. I also e love again. this synthesizer. Oh shit, I didn't even know. I was that. just like Yeah, the filter gate. Okay, so that part that part we get our new section. Yeah, it climbs up to one more time, hang on. Is there one bar? Bum bum bum. Okay. So um, our, bum, our chorus bum, is preceded by by one bar of like climbing. Ab- yeah. Oh, which is kind of nice because we had the three bars earlier. So it all adds up to four eventually. That's kind of sweet. Hold on. So we've got our we've got our we've got our section here of eight bars. We've got our three bars of E major. We've got the whole A section again that mm-hmm. ends eight bars again. And then we've got one bar of E climbing up to A for our chorus. It's kind of sweet. Is it? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's three here and then one here. So it still equals out to like a the right amount of beats. Yeah, we've got eight, 16, uh, 24. I think it's 30, 32 or whatever. Or 28. I don't know what we're at. I don't care about counting anymore. Okay, so we've got our... 
We've got our E little bass guitar. We're going to play that again for everybody. Climbing up to, uh, climbing up to our chorus that's going to be an A. Oompa, oompa. Which is that cool, like, parallel octa- uh, rotary octaves thing. Yeah. We've got, yeah. got that. Yeah, that's old kind of piano style. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. And again, coming in on the six. Is it? Oh, that's so pretty. So, yeah, we've shifted for our chorus. Our chorus is going to land us in A major, and Blondie yet again comes in on that money note, that that sixth tone right. of the scale. Ta-da-da. To anybody who thinks that you can escape music theory, it is in everybody's blood. I feel like like there is a certain logic at work in everybody who creates music's mind when you ask yourself like what what sounds good or what do I like yeah. I don't think that like anybody was sitting there consciously thinking like oh let's let's like enter in on the 6 both times yeah. but there's a reason that like they thought of it and it's because like there is an and- inherent logic to music, as soon as you start it, it starts to like live and have its own kind of tendencies. Yeah, no, I would argue that people do that like naturally. Too. Yeah, like, exactly. If you sit somebody down who has never like studied anything and give them a chord progression and ask them to sing over it. I mean, I've done that before, and I just sit down and like start humming without thinking. And I usually am on some note of like the pentatonic, and usually right. like a six if we're trying to do like a Motown thing, or like if we're trying to if you're trying to do something like a part of your yeah the. I like talking about the lizard brain. I feel like that's a nice, a nice thing to talk about in music theory with pop songs is that it really digs, digs back in there. Um, it joiks your lizard brain. But yeah, so Blondie, Blondie smart enough or whoever wrote this song smart enough to just hit you with that. Twice. Yeah, hit you with it twice in two different keys, right? And, and in two different ranges of your voice and in two different, so like, yeah. No, it's a very, and again, da, with da, like... Da, Da, dee, da, dee, da, da. Okay, let's keep. Let's do the. Let's do the harmony. So four. So we've got. We're leading up to our chorus. Four uh, with a F sharp on it. Okay, we got C sharp minor. E and then an extra bar V to make up for e, the one that we missed. Going up the scale. A bum. A again. A. E. F sharp, D, A. Okay, let's let's talk about. We're gonna get into this. Uh, so our chorus, our chorus is not. I mean, pretty typical thing for like this the the next section of your song to kind of go to four, right? If you haven't been there yet, like. Almost every goddamn Motown song I looked at when I went nuts. Probably with that one because night. it's the one note that's not really in the pentatonic scale. Like you can't go to seven, <laughs> right? Yeah, um. that's true. <laughs> and, um, and it changes like all the of the character. meaning of all of those notes. Yeah, like for like I don't know. Like if you're playing, um, if you're playing the pentatonic scale, you're playing. Say you're in C major, you're playing the notes C, D, E, G, and A. Mm-hmm. And you're very Play noticeably... Play a C under that? I don't have that many. <laughs> so take out the C over there. Yeah. Right? And now put an F under those notes. Right. It changes kind of the vibe of the whole thing so far. That's starting because... to sound like a pop song just right there. Yeah. Because the F, when you play C, D, E, G, A, you're very us like very noticeably leaving out one of the biggest one notes note of the scale in between all of those, which is our big F, mm-hmm. which changes the vibe of the whole song, right? 
all right. of a sudden we're in this totally new kind of tonality that goes back to that feels, one mm-hmm. really nicely. Like if anybody's ever fucking it's like been the, to church and heard right. Amen, we got this. Amen. Right. But there again, you have a, you have a musical culture that was trying to unite, right? And like use things that people had already heard and were right. familiar with. Like there is... There is no end to how deep this shit goes with these really basic harmonies. Right. Um, but but yeah, Leo, you you did a you did you did a good job with your piano playing just there. Thanks, guy. Okay. Um, so also of note, we've got our, our our nice our nice five of five little progression in this thing, which is pretty common for kind of a big boom back to the back to the one chord, which we don't go to right. in this chorus, which is really odd, and we're going to talk are, about that more words later, over too. This we're going to talk about that more later, too. Um, the words over this chorus. Uh, what I find so pleasing, and I'm feeling fine. What is she Love is so confusing, what? there's no peace. It's the if I fear I'm losing you. It's just no good. In you between? Like you is do. that the first word? In between. Like that? Let's hear it one more time. Going up to A. E. E again. A. No good. And then our instrumental breakdown. Okay. With this seven. So what we're talking about, yeah, what we're talking about is that when you have this like Five of five. It's called a secondary dominant. It's uh, not getting too technical. You've got your one, which in this case is going to be our E. And then you've got a five, which goes back to E. And sometimes if you want to fuck around with how we're hearing it, you give you give something that wants to go to your five. So you give it a five. Of five. I don't want to talk anymore about theory. but It's like trying to, I feel like you're trying to explain theory to a hypothetical baby right now. Sure. But what's really interesting, the point of, it doesn't matter if you understood any of that or not, the point of this is that it always does that all the time. And it always it broke pulls. A, it broke a. It broke a one rule. of the old rules. It did a no no, <laughs> right? But <laughs> which but is that you always go back to one from a big five. But chord. that happens a lot. We yeah. go. We have deceptive cadences, but not one that like leads up chromatically. So kind of like obviously to four. Right? No, 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 no. The the big five. Doesn't the five also go F sharp? No, F sharp is a big F sharp chord, Two, then a big B five. chord, and then A. Ba-da-dum. It goes back to A. Are you sure there's no chromatic hike? Yeah. So let's listen okay. one more time. We're gonna go we're gonna keep going through the instrumental breakdown that happens next. A. E. Oh sorry, that was A. B. This this dance break is very cutesy. Hold on. I've got a lot to say about this bit in 7-8. You and me both. So, to me, like... I don't know. First off, I want to talk a little bit about, like... Music 
that signifies more music. This is kind of going to go down a, a bit of a rabbit hole that probably everybody's going to zone out to for a second. So, mm-hmm. but I'm just talking to you right now, Leo. Okay. Like, like, lay it on me. So we're in seven eight, right? And on the seven is when like the the snare drum hits, right? Like da da da. No, I think no, I think it's in three four because it's going ba da dum four ba da 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 dum yeah. So we just have four four and then a measure of three four. Okay, um, right. So seven four, right? Sure, but not seven eight. Not seven eight. Yeah, um, seven four, right? Um, and then right on that. Right on the end of se- on, of the seven, yeah, right. You get the snare hit, right? That comes when it shouldn't. That mm-hmm. signifies that we're going back early. Okay. There's something kind of deep in that kind of like really basic writing, like like take for example that it's like a more, it's like having a dance coach with you, like that snare drum going. Right, it's like da da da. Can we can we da, stop? Da, can we back up for just one second? Because this is one thing I really want to talk about in this song. I just want to make sure everybody hears it. Okay. Is that the biggest hook of this song? I would say is in this chorus. Right. We've got we've got da da da. Uh, sorry. Da da da. Da 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 like if you had if i had to hum this song to somebody i would hum that part right that's like to me that's kind of the hook of the song like more so than it definitely goes in the spot of the hook and is a hook itself like the 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 once had loved verse part is really cool and interesting but it's like kind of odd and like not super singable for most people this part's mm. really this very like comfortable range to sing along in it's the part that people recognize and what's really interesting to me about this song why i said it was so jarring when we first started it and one of the big points i wanted to talk about is in this instrumental breakdown without deborah debbie harry singing in it they alter the whole scheme of the melody in it because we've got we've got this nice eight bars of one two three four right and then at this part right here when the instrumental comes in and the singer drops out it changes goes it gets rid of a couple of notes which i think is super strange for a pop song is to interrupt its own hook it's like it's trying to like it's trying to de-emphasize the the one thing that you've kind of latched onto so far in the song it's turning it like kind of into like a like an inside joke in the song and this kind of like is like or like it's you said it's, cutesy it's yeah. kind of cute it it's makes you like, like cutesy. laugh because like, something's wrong when you're hearing not it. not wrong i i don't know it sounds it, it seems like like trying to do something mildly musically like uh like against the grain right yeah but still being at a party and like having to explain to everybody what you're trying to do um and like deleting a couple of notes which also leads in like deleting a couple of time (laughs) like or a couple of beats from Uh from the from the measure like da 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 
I mean, um, like, it is at the same time, like, modern and childish, right? Yeah. Um, just, just kind of like the song itself and like, like with, with the, uh, I don't know, with the pentatonic stuff and I want to, I want to make the sure crazy added chords and oh. like the major, I don't know. I want to make sure that everybody hears this. I'm going to count, count, like count along and illustrate this for a second. Uh, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Nice eight bar phrases. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, three, four. Eight. Instruments. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three. Right? So it's. I don't know. I find it. I find it very distinctly kind of like this is one of the only songs I know that has that so apparently in it because it really tries to draw attention to it. Mm-hmm. It gives it, like you said, it's like the dancer, like the dance teacher clapping out the rhythm for you with the snare drum and everything. Right. Like it's, it wants you to notice that it's fucking up the beat a little bit for you. Yeah, like it, it, or it wants to turn something wrong into something kind of niche and 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 fun mm-hmm. right this is kind like of like that kind of like, rhythm could like create its whole own dance move <laughs> right. to it or something um, right or like or at least it probably did have its own dance move and it, that probably like was intentional i mean like there's something that i feel like i'm trying to say that i'm not getting out properly about this part that that i feel like is it points to something bigger in pop music and in and in and in like tropes that i i feel like happen and especially when there's like some oddball part of a song Mm -hmm. right when somebody gets but like somebody does it right like yeah like what what is it that fits and i I think that for this song and i don't i don't know this it's like for this song blondie kind of like represents to me in my mind like culturally somebody who is like popularly kind of like a little edgy right mm-hmm. like not really edgy no no like like just like but like kind doing of doing drugs in the main in the limelight in right the, in the 70s yeah edgy. and being yeah like being white and liberal and like yeah. popular and trying to like rap on your song right yeah i mean this song seems like even without knowing any of the words, just just the music and the seven eight part, and the the like the it seems three four part seven four seven four part okay we'll compromise. It seems what it seems like it's trying to accept like just again like this kind of like placid non identity kind of like life and sound with like a little bit of counterculture, right? Like, like, like it seems like there's, there's, and, and lyrically too. I mean, like what in between, um, finding, like finding, let's get back to this, doing what I please. And it's, hold on. No, I'm not, hold on. (laughs) Um, I just, I think that there's something that, that captures like sheltered, sheltered white America in the seventies and eighties 
that that there there was like a desire to bring down like I don't know like it was like well intentioned but kind of kind of snooty and kind of like privileged the whole I don't I don't know all right cut me off coach I'm going off no I don't know I I I do think we should get back to it but I think I understand what you're saying like there's a there was a desire to be to to disrupt expectation right but in little ways but in yeah like little insipid ways that didn't actually accomplish anything or like like shit like that but like Um, but but like like yeah baby boomer baby boomer not really helping the situation and but and like baby boomer like pretending kind of like you're making a huge difference this but would not be really after the anything. baby bo- i don't know if like i feel like Deborah harry's of, a baby boomer huh Deborah harry's total baby boomer yeah but i'm trying to think of like how yeah i guess I so let's keep going because I, I got some thoughts about like what all this adds up to in the song too um but let's let's just make sure we got it so we've got this funky instrumental breakdown with our three fours oh, back it up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four. Nice bars of eight. One. Look at those bars of eight. Back to our verse. our whole eight bar a section two three one. Oh shit okay so we just do our one bar climb got our chorus again of a's oh is everything in equal measures wait are all the chords in equal measures here uh, what do you mean like everything takes up like one bar. <laughs> yeah. No, every every chord in this song has one bar. I feel like you could put this song down in dots. Kind yeah. of. <laughs> like or like shapes. Like you could like I don't know. This is a song that you could translate not like just as easily into like anything else. Into like, like graphic like, notation. Yeah. Just, I mean, I'm just writing letters and lines. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I, that's this why is I basically asked, graphic yeah. notation. Um so this is this is nice. We've got our we've got our verse again and then our we skip the second verse, which is kind of nice, and go back to our chorus. But our chorus leaves out the secondary dominant this time. Let's hear it one more time. Moon found out, C sharp minor, E, E, big C sharp major chord, C sharp minor, E. Then we've got a repeated E climbing. Bum, 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 A, A, A. Back to our nice. There's also like this kind of paranoia that it's gonna jump, jump to seven four again, right? Yep. Two. E. So we leave out. Ah! Oh, it just repeats the same way that it did before, right? It leaves out the secondary dominant, though. Oh, it does. Yeah. Here That's we so get all. Weird. Yeah, here we get all of them. 
Oh yeah, and then just that big E where where before there was the two to the five. Now just a chorus. Okay, so let's stop and break this down real quick. So we've got our chorus so with Blondie. We've got our chorus with Blondie that very conspicuously leaves out the big F sharp to B the second time and just has E and then our E that climbs back up to our chorus. But our instrumental chorus this time that does its 3-4 weirdness, its little 7-4 fuckery. Then another leaves out the F sharp and B again, does the instrumental, but without the 3-4, which is weird. Finally does it right. Then does the chorus again. But, but da, da, da. yeah, we've got this dude who shows up out of nowhere and just starts singing. You la, always la, know la. it's the audio engineer <laughs> late at night. It's Dave, everybody. It's Dave. <laughs> it's the Dave audio. who thinks that this song needs a new thing. Da, da, da. Okay, where's but, Dave? So this is our instrument regular. Bum, 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 bum. Dave. Everybody listen to Dave. Dave just doing all eight bars, eight beats, no seven four for Dave. He probably couldn't get it uh, right. I do. That's on part, the finish that part's line. Pretty, I like that. When she comes in. Yeah. So we've got our. We've been really conspicuously leaving out the secondary dominant thing, the F sharp and B, out of each chorus, and just having the climbing E bar. And then in our last, after four, on our fourth chorus here, we finally get a random dude coming in who kind of interrupts the flow. And then our big F sharp B measure at the end where Blondie comes back in. After like 12 bars of being absent, she comes in on that very, very end of the chorus. I think that's pretty. And then we kind of have a, our, our first like new material in a while. Let's, let's give, it a, give a hand to new material. Listen. Oh yeah, I always forget about this part song. This part of the song. And it has a nice seven. Uh. Okay, so let's break that down real quick. We we ended our last chorus with Blondie finally coming back in on the secondary dominant. Mm-hmm. With Dave. I feel like it was. It, Dave. Yep. Dave comes in. And then get ready because Blondie's about to show up on the. Yeah, da, da, it's almost da, like they da, just da, turned da, her phaser, da, da, her fader back up. Two, three, four. So we got so eight, eight bars of this. And I feel like this serves as. The intro again, yeah, kind of. But like reestablishing E major now more strong with the D sharp. Because before we didn't know any better, we thought it would just be an E, but now we know better. I feel like it. I can't believe that this part only happened. Yeah, let's keep listening. So we're doing our verse again. Everything's normal. Back to our chorus. So the opening section is the only time we do the verse twice in a row. Do you guys know how many times you've listened to four going to one in your life? (laughs) A lot. Probably more times than you've taken a shit. We've got our F sharp to B in this chorus. Our instrumental. Oh, our instrumentals have learned their place. I want to talk about that 
the musical sensation that that 7-4 creates over the rest of the song. As I feel it. At the end of this one. (laughs) It's like I start to clench my fists. Dave back here. Dave taking up a good two minutes of space on this song, I feel like. Oh my god, Dave back again. Wait, does Dave end the song? I think Dave ends the song, everybody. Blondie had to go stage dive. (laughs) Wearing burning hot coals. Dude, just the F sharp and B again. This gets exhausting. I can see why they left it out. You know? It just like pounds it back in. Um... Not to one. Oh my god. So I feel like this is the part of the song that Blondie would fade out on. No, she's singing now. Really softly. But it's where there's octaves. Very, very, very subtle octaves at the end. E e e e d d a a a F sharp E Don't go to E <laughs> Whatever you do <laughs> Keep staying away from that one chord Okay So I feel like The the words being in between In the chorus mm-hmm. And like this like perpetual never going back to one And this like This This um like kind of weird paranoia of seven seven four returning back right. like all kind of contributes to this kind of strange identity of this song at the end of like all five minutes it's not just like a standard pop song like yeah. there's like a big chunk of form that is quite confusing there's a whole lot of dave <laughs> um <laughs> a whole lot of like dave. Uh, for some reason like <laughs> but it works and like I can't believe Dave's that we just sat there. in the song as much as Blondie. Yeah, is. I can't believe we sat here and listened to it like the same trick like eight times, mm-hmm. right? Like that's essentially what this song feels like. Is like they do a trick once, and like maybe twice enough yeah. to know to make it feel like it could come back at some point, right? All right. And and they just, like whether it's the major six chord at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Or like the seven four, where Dave. Or Blondie, for that matter. Yeah. Like, like everything kind of feels like a, a it could or could not happen in the next section. Like, like the forms are so kind of arbitrary and vague that it, there's a kind of drama in it almost. Of like, are we gonna get one? Are we, and you kind of know you're not. But like, or like, is Blondie gonna come back in after all this time? Because they've zoned out for this long before. Yeah. And okay. like, like I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of like weird weird drama in this song that's not so let's let's get back to our original thesis which was like jarring and i would add to that now that we've listened to it and really thought about it kind of on edge (laughs) for a pop song um because we've got a lot of things that aren't satisfying and are kind of a little anxiety producing which is which is or else okay. we're just anxious yeah i mean that could be too we're, we're f- very good at self-projecting onto music um so we've got a couple things here we've got we've got our they they alter tiny little details 
really obviously in in very clear ways and then very conspicuously leave them out and it keeps you kind of wondering which version of right so that's a good that's a good way of putting it it keeps you wondering which version are you gonna hear which is really okay so i would like to i would like to give you my my secondary like thesis for this song which is Lay it on me, that coach. it's about without even like knowing the lyrics that well. Like I know I, I hear the, the 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 verse once had love, but it was a gas. Soon found out had art of glass or whatever. The whole song is kind of about like deception in a sense. It's finding out that something that you thought was something wasn't something. Which, if you boil it down even further than that, is just finding out that there's two versions of something right there's like the version that you expect and that there's then there's the version that fucks with you you're spitting truth right now man. which is like yeah i mean a really good for a song about love and relationships and stuff like that because that's like what everybody goes through is that there's like but the song doesn't really feel like it's about love and relationships like like lyrically speaking i feel like there's the lyrics versus how she sings it right like if if there's a detachedness in the entire delivery. Yeah. Um, that that says like I'm fucking over it, right? And like this is this is like it's weird because the music is tense but Blondie isn't. And and I feel like that that's kind yeah. of a, a crucial part of this song. Is I mean that that's... when she comes in is the calmest parts because I know that they're gonna let her sing her part. Like mm-hmm. she's not gonna come in and do half her part. Right? Right. But she's like just as much as a could be or a no show as like any of the other oddities in the song. Yeah. Um, and that is, this is like a very, very bizarre song, I think. Yeah. Looking at it. And like, I, I feel like you, you like (laughs) it, it's, it's almost kind of stupid. It seems like somebody playing a ton of dumb tricks. Right. Like, like, which is like the idea of the song though. That's what I'm saying is that this song, like it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's showing you two versions of everything. What are some examples of the two versions? So we've got the we've got the the chorus that alternatingly has the secondary dominant to the five chord at the end of it, combined with not. We've got the verse that's got the six chords, the minor six and the yeah, major six. Yeah, we've got the. We'll, we'll talk about that too. We've got the. We've got a minor six chord and a major six chord. In we've the verse. got the whole identity of major and minor being skewed by the like overarchedly pentatonic kind of right we've got a we've got a verse the whole harmony of this song just alternates between basically an e chord and some kind of c sharp chord like there's these two dualities that just kind of exist side by side e sometimes c sharp major e sometimes c sharp minor right e we've got we've got that fuckery of seven four in the instrumental breakdowns We've got the duality of like Dave and Blondie. Dave just shows up yeah. out of nowhere and tricks us for some reason. Like we're <laughs> wanting Blondie. Like Blondie's the nicest part of this song to listen to, and like they keep her away from it for like half the song. Yeah. Like they like no there is Blondie there is a like, genius in the in the studio when they did this mix, and we're like no, or like like turning her down. Like there is that point where I feel like when she comes in, yeah. at the end of the of dave yeah <laughs> um where it literally just sounds like they turn her mixer up like <laughs> like she had initially sung it yeah and then he had turned him <laughs> down to put himself she's on she's just in the booth singing her heart out and he's just yeah. got her on mute <laughs> she doesn't even know it uh yeah no so they've got all of these they've got all and i mean there's obviously just like the 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 
the seven the duality, eight, or the, the seven four against like the normal pulse. Yeah, right? no, the that three, one or the three four. I guess that's you what I'm saying. Say. Yeah, we've got that, um, that instrumental fucker. I mean, there's also just like it. It hark. It really. And there's only two parts of the song. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna <laughs> say. Is that like it really ties in nicely to like the format of a pop song because there's a verse and a chorus and you go back and forth between the two. And like, it really like everything is in this binary, like weirdness of versions. All the lyrics are about things being like two sided and two faced and not what you expected in between. Yeah. And that, and then in the, in the choruses, we're always talking about in between Let's see what this says. In between what I find so pleasing and I'm feeling. What I find is pleasing. What and I find fe- is pleasing and I'm feeling fine. Love is so confusing. There's no peace of mind. I feel like all if words feel about I'm love and pop songs you, can be taken just with like. No good. You teasing like you do, 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 do. Like there's always, I feel like, a line, especially in a female pop artist thing where they have to somehow point it at like. You make me feel this way really quick. Like like it's like poetry, poetry, poetry. Like ooh baby daddy. And then, <laughs> and then, and then like back to one thing to sell yeah. sell yeah. to the horny men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um so I feel like that's like the last for me it's like the last line of the chorus. The in between what I find is pleasing and I'm feeling like that all makes fine. a lot of sense. Love is the, so confusing. Yeah, that's like that's perfectly all, yeah, meshed that's in all, with the harmony yeah. of the song and everything. And then there's just the, if the most forget about you, it's just no good. You teasing like you do. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Like on the just secondary dominant part. The, yeah. Yeah. And it's like the least sure part of the song anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. There's this song seems like a, like a, standing in a room with two mirrors that are facing each other and like everything is like like the more you look at it the more structurally it it becomes really about like some kind of give and take between what was what you expect or what you don't want to expect yeah like um or like you know like i feel like this song really makes you sit there and question what it is exactly that you want to hear in this song right let's talk about this this is an amazing this song is an amazing example of something i don't really think i came across much in music from like pre this period like classical i don't remember a feeling of anxiety about which version i was gonna (laughs) hear before like that's something kind of really unique i think that's like a post-minimalism thing Right. Like it has to do with like being like listening because in classical music, like the landscape is changing constantly. It's only until like the return of like minimalism. I feel like like that, like you get this anxiety of sitting in one place. Usually it's the anxiety of going too many places in classical music. So but, what we're talking about, what we're talking about is the the section, our like seven four section, where the first time we hear it, we hear this one two three four, one two three four, one two three four, one two three four, right? We've got it in four. The second time when the instrumentals come in, it breaks it up. One two three four. Wait, sorry, fucked it up. Da 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 da. One two three, one two three. Da, da, da. Right. So we've yeah. got this every time after they shock you with that the first time in the instrumental section, you're you left just wondering white the whole time <laughs> yeah. that the chorus plays, which is which is like the most calming, pleasing part of the song. Right. And I feel like it would take a real amount of focus to navigate where exactly you are in the song, even after having heard it like 10 or 20 times. Like, I really I really think that like it would be hard 
for me to like i've listened to this pretty consciously for the last hour and a half and i don't Mm -hmm. know if i know the form by heart at all Mm -hmm. you know like it's not like the rest of the songs that we've done where it's like now in my head like i hold it from beginning to end now i I look back on it and i'm paranoid that i missed something right like if (laughs) we were to look at our little chart here and try to play along to the recording I would be like nervous each time that we get to the chorus that I'm going to play the wrong one. Right. And there, and it's only like the, the difference is like half a beat, but yeah. like a really noticeable, a half a really, beat. yeah, or like a, a really, really noticeable beat, independent little thing in the song that is incredibly noticeable. You just said that. Uh, and, and it also like, I don't know. I think there's, there's also, uh, no, nope, there it goes. <laughs> Anyways, so we've got we've got that. I I think that's really special in some way. There's not a lot of songs that I, because it bugs you. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to a, a section of the podcast that I like to call uh, like stupid thoughts, which is without analyzing the song, without thinking as in depth as we have. Right. In short, like how most people, including me, listen to songs for the first time, things that stick out to you. That sticks out. That just on a the just seven, on a the seven yeah, four. Even if I didn't know what it was, it took me like the first time I started noticing that I had to keep rewinding and keep counting and keep figuring out what was going on there because it bugs you. You hear it. You hear that something's not wrong there, which I think is really amazing for a pop song because the idea of a pop song is that it wants to kind of keep you with it and keep you not second guessing what's going on in it, you know? Right. Cause they're up against the, they're not, they're not just being like a singular song. Like they are camouflaging themselves as a pop song right. and are a pop song, but are a trickster pop song. Right. Like it's like, it, it kind of makes you think if they're like different, different like breeds of pop songs that play various roles also that show up at good times. Cause like who is actually in charge of the most artistic part of this song? It's like the guy in the booth or like the guy in the studio, like, like pasting probably the tapes over and over again be like, Nope, we're going to do this part one more time. We're going to do this part one more time. Like this is still 78. Like this is still like like cutting the like reel to reels and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, no, you said and, like you, you said copy and paste, which is nice. Like there's yeah. just a lot of like now control C, control V right. this section again. Right, and and like that shouldn't be artistic, but it is. Yeah. it's what set it apart. Like this song could have very easily just been like like verse chorus verse chorus that one bridge part that only happens like for a tiny second. Yeah. And then chorus again and over with, and right. we would have like talked about like duality, but we wouldn't have talked about like drama or like we would have probably talked more about like it being like a very placid song rather yeah. than being a very like kind of un- unnerving song yeah. and like a kind of long experience. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's um know. let's let's pause for a minute because all of this like duality and binary and makes me hungry for white. a Wendy's pickle sandwich. <laughs> Brought to you by Wendy's. <laughs> Makes me want a Virgin Mary Guadalupe oh, cheese dude. stuffed <laughs> Taco yeah. Bell burrito. Dude, I, I listened back on, on I liked I liked the holy Taco Bell ads. Yeah. Um no. Uh all this binary shit, all this everything. Think about those parts of the songs that don't fall into the binary. Let's let's think about it. We've got our drum machine intro. We've got our just like four eight i forget how many bars of like bass guitar by itself and just e doing major. the e major bum 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 and like those are those are 
interesting. We've got the we've got the weird three bars of E major and then the E climbing up thing that like throws you off a little bit more so than anything else. But most notably, we've got that bridge that is like only Ooh. Right. We've got the uh Is that supposed to be like a mirror of the three measures of of just that bass E that happens like around here, where the, like, um, all of these E chords. I would say it it mirrors more like the drum machine the intro. intro and all of that. Yeah, in that it just drops back down to kind of a pedal tone E. But she sings. You you pointed it out. She sings like a a, a note of the scale that I'm not sure we we heard before in this song. We had she goes yeah. to the seven. She goes to the. Uh, what would that be? Six, six, five, seven, one. Right? She does this like, and it, it's so strange because it, it feels like almost alien to the right. rest of the song. And it is. Because we've had like so much of this back and forth on the kind of the same notes and like shifting the, we go to A and then we move everything up like a fourth. And then like we do this and we kind of go back and forth to this and we have these two different sections of this. And then just all of a sudden there's just this really piercing like, and we get this like this note we haven't really heard in the song before. It's really, I don't know. I think that part's kind of amazing. In when when we're talking about like the the like stupid first listening to something, that part always jumps out at me as just right. being like kind of like you kind of like gasp a little bit when that part shows up, and you're just like, oh shit! Like right. But again, entirely a form thing. Like would not really have thought much about it if it had it every, had it just yeah. been where it usually is supposed to be and not like once amidst a sea of repeated Daves. Yeah, like, <laughs> like <laughs> I bathe in a sea of repeated Daves every night um, with your mom. No, all uh, in all, I feel like I feel like I got a lot to sit and think about with this. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm a uh, I mean, I'm taken aback. It's I'm a taken aback. It's a cool song. I think it's a rare example of of a uh, of a hit that kind of insidiously almost tries to get under your skin in right. a way that a hit isn't supposed to. Right. Right. It's like, like a it, little too. Con- it's like a like there's like a a breaking of the fourth wall sometimes <laughs> yeah like, it's 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 asking too much of you but it's still a hit like it's, yeah, it, it wants, knows that it's good and wants to torture you a little bit it yeah. seems like even from the okay we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap up soon because we promised this would be a, a little bit shorter one but even from that first um once i love and it was a gas soon found out had a heart of glass we've got this We've got the. I want to talk just for a second about the the C sharp major versus the C sharp minor, because that's really not super common chord for like a pop song, right? Like, imagine if it had done that first. Right. If it had done that first, it would have like established like a whole weird like like uh, Brahmsian, Herculean. Yeah, like if you imagine like the full eight bars of drums and E major intro, then (laughs) like it would be so yeah, it would be like so heroic. (laughs) I got a heart. Right. (laughs) Our opera solo (laughs) moment. Uh, No, but it 
it psychs you out, right? I think that's another thing that like caveman lizard brain notices right away is that first time through we go to a minor chord that we all kind of recognize. And I understand that. It's kind of it's sad. It's kind that of I get sad. It. And back to this one. And oh, we're going to. Huh? Huh? And you hear it most in her voice, I would say. Yeah. Like, ah, our... the sharp. Ah. Like, she spells it out for yeah. you really clearly. That, like, if you In didn't a way hear that it, nobody ever spells out, like, dissonant harmony. People are always, like, trying to keep it, it. Yeah, trying to make it sound as smooth as possible. But here it sounds as smooth as possible just by, just by doing that somehow. Right. Like, uh, like just generally, like general rule of thumb is that if you're doing like a weird harmonic progression, the thing to do is have the melody not do anything weird and kind of right. like lead you through it, lead right. your ear, so you can kind of latch onto that while it gets weird underneath. But this one, right? It literally two spells notes out that aren't G, in the, yeah, E sharp, C yeah, sharp. One, one note that yeah, the E sharp that's not that's not there. And and I don't know. I think that's. It shows you right away that this is a song that you're going to get slapped around a little bit with, I feel like. I mean, you didn't... It, not necessarily. Like, I never thought that this song was jerking me around before I took a... I always just kind of thought of it as, like, the old version of So Kiss Me for in my head. Sorry, everybody. I don't know if that offends anybody. Leo just gave me a look. No, I just don't know what you were talking about. You know about. The, the Kiss Me... We're not going to play the Don't Milky You Know This Twilight. Song. Twilight. You don't know that song? You homeschooled My favorite boy. game to play with Sean is, you don't know that song? Seriously? You don't know that song? <laughs> for anybody out there who's ever been asked that question and just shrinks into a turtle-like state, I feel for you. Um, but anyways. For real, though, guys, he doesn't, he doesn't know <laughs> that song, and I really want to berate him more for it. Uh, so do it in the comments. Do it in the comments section. Um, yeah. Anyway. Anyways. I, I had to draw attention to that because it's a really noticeable first weirdness. It's a note. It's a it's a weirdness that you you can notice and not know why it's weird, right? Like it's a note. It's something that just sounds off, but not but, jarring, but, right? Because everybody does it. It's yeah. like and everybody does it in a relaxed manner. It is my like personal conviction that you could probably almost do anything if like every if everybody spells out the chord together and stays yeah. like kind of at a piano kind of tempo it'll probably sound pretty pretty uh and especially if you've set it up with a pattern like one two that's minor one two that's major yeah like one two that's i don't know like you could just keep going like it could turn into like an augmented chord one Two thir sharp thirteen. <laughs> One, two, cluster chord. <laughs> also worth noting that there's like I feel like you even get the duality with just her voice, right? Like from the get go. Like we get we get two different Deborah Harrys. I think I said that before too, but I mean We get the Deborah. And then and we, get we get the Harry. <laughs> Then we get the Harry Deborah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a cool it's a cool. I, I I almost view this song as like a thought experiment pop song where where somebody was just trying to see how much they could like get away with fucking with a really good song. But I feel like we haven't really talked. I feel like we've talked about why it bugs us. <laughs> I don't know if we've talked a lot about what makes it a hit. Like is because I know this song, but I never really think about like 
I think if it's like, oh, it's the song with a with a cool chord. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a good handful of those. Yeah. Right? Like but maybe what makes it a true hit, besides also holding up to like my belief that like the lyrics usually and usually the lyrics and pop songs are vague enough that you can kind of take your pick. It's easy to kind of like shape a song around like expectation, right? Mm-hmm. Like music does that pretty well. But like it's it's like you gotta like I don't know that has to be there, and I think it is there in this song, like mo- really clearly, right? Yeah. About like the state of the music itself, and I don't know. There's also something like about the music being more anxious than than Harry Deborah is, right? Yeah. And her kind of guiding us through it, and that's why her voice is always so calming and what makes the song really nice. Yeah, right? as you really, she becomes like kind of the, the heroine of like the song because every time that she's absent, you're kind of left in these kind of wondering what's going to happen. So, but like, you're almost sure when she comes in that she's not going to do a yeah, three, not four gonna measure. Like, yeah, and like, she wouldn't do that to yeah, us. Yeah, you're, you're sitting there, like, she's got this like relaxing presence on it that even, right. even from the get-go, I would say, right. is a thing. Like, And I that, think it's because she comes in on that very, that yeah, lizard she's got brain that, that head note, that, ah, what's that love? What's what's that lizard boy? Like, there's such an ex, uh, like a metaphorical exhale in her first line that you almost like do with her every time you hear that mm-hmm. part, right? You hear this really high, kind of uncomfortable note, and then it drops down mm-hmm. to like a note that you're comfortable. Like she, she in this song acts as this kind of figurehead for telling you it's gonna be okay, <laughs> right? Um, There's also like something to say about like. There's many different ways to hear that that C sharp at the very beginning, right? Like, is it is it like a like a? I think it's wrong to hear it as like some kind of a pagiatura. I think it's very much like part of the chord. It like defines the chord. Like you don't you still hear the like? Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the whole all four measures are the same chord to a certain extent. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't want to. It's not pulling down. Right. Really. It wants to. It's. It's comfortable there. Yeah. Once had love. It was once a drag. There's also that really pretty triplet. Mm-hmm. I love that triplet. The. Is it a triplet? I thought it was just four. Yeah. No, yeah, maybe it's like a sixteenth tied over or something. Yeah, it's, da, a, it's da, four sixteenths da, in a row. Da, 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 da. I was just, I was okay. doing, I was quantizing that shit with my student on GarageBand earlier. Yeah, um, dude, we didn't even do like melody notation and what's interesting about that, but. I feel like I feel like when we examine hits, like we ignore like a large part of what probably is making it an actual <laughs> that's what, hit. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. We we should really re, re, rethink how we approach this because, or like at least how we brand it. Because like I feel like there's just there are oddities that exist in mass culture music, like or that everyone is like an example of something. Yeah. Right. Like and and maybe those there there are different examples to be gleamed because they are meant to be like many faced and and like 
like appeal to everybody, including us. Well, yeah, right? no, I wouldn't like, say like we're there. These are probably shout outs to us, like just like or people that listen like we do, just as much as like an added six chord or like a clave rhythm is is a shout out to like somebody from from that culture, okay. right? So yeah, I would argue yes, maybe we didn't talk about like the melody as much and the words as much and like Deborah Harry actually like being and her the main as an thing. icon. Yeah, her as being kind of the the leading force of this thing and being kind of yeah, like a pop icon and all of that. So so maybe we didn't totally address like the big things that made this a hit, but we 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 stood our ground by saying what makes it kind of a hit to us, right? I yeah, would, I would argue that like a hit the reason art. that I think of this song is so like stuck in my head all the time is for the reasons we talked about. Yeah. And like, not at like, I don't, I'm not sitting here looking at the music video of Deborah Harry, just like drooling, <laughs> jerking off. <laughs> like She's so hot. She's, oh my God, bro. <laughs> um, like I, I'm doing, I'm thinking about different stuff and it's, it's, it's nerdier stuff, yes, and it probably didn't contribute to the song being as big a hit as as Deborah Harry being like every teenager's fantasy in nineteen. Well, I mean, I feel like there's there. It, we should do the next opposite day. We should all maybe we can. Talk oh my god! About should we combine opposite day and hit disciples and make well, it's pretty soon we're, disciples hit day <laughs> where we analyze the worst. <laughs> Trash. The worst song. I would love in to the analyze some way. music that's not just pop hits at some point. Maybe an well, opposite an opposite hit. Throw it hit on the hater. throw it on the hit list. Hit haters. Throw day. it on the hit list and we'll talk, my guy. Um <laughs> anyways. This is uh just we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Light, Jesus Christ. Light opera. We're gonna wrap it up because we don't wanna we don't wanna it's it's getting late and I gotta work tomorrow. But you do? I like this you song. Do? You dig, you dig. Uh, we're gonna post our we're gonna post our analysis of it. I might try and write out a prettier one later on, like I did. You for, don't uh, like mine for Pointer Sisters, dude. Sean with the most experimental, <laughs> like what? almost graphic notation of pop songs. I love it. Um, <laughs> really? We gotta. We'll post these side by side, and you can take a look. Um, but anyways, this was uh, this was podcast Thursday. Um, I hope everybody's having a good week. Tomorrow will be Jingle Jam Friday for everybody out there. Which uh, one are we putting up? I don't know. We'll have to see when 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 we get to it. My well, guy. We can spoil um, it now. Check us out. out check us out week. on on SoundCloud.com/slash/DeadAirRecords to see all the other music we're making. We got Dickens Monday, Beats on Tuesday, Creature Feature Wednesday, Podcast Thursday, Jingle Jam Friday the day of rest where we teach and uh the sunday grab bag i hate the day of rest when we teach it's not a day of rest um and like hit us up too. sunday sunday grab bag sounds creepy sure it does bud hit us up though uh we're on instagram or dead air records i always make some kind of post on reddit um deadairrecords at gmail.com we're looking for people to feature on wednesdays if you like what we're doing and want to get in touch with us and send us your music you should yeah we'll we'll guilt you into checking out our page this is our big guys we're gonna feature all of you guys yeah so that you feel guilty enough to check out what we're doing every once in a while as you heard last week in the in the in the podcast we're we're building a community of of like-minded nerds last week that hasn't even come oh my god what, when are shut we shut up right now? <laughs> Uh, anyways, get at us. <laughs> uh, much love to everybody. Right, and, how long um, is this one? Did we, we're, we're were we out sure here. today? 
we're out here. All right. Love you all. Bye, billions. <laughs> <laughs>